Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. I'm Kyle. Oh, and I'm Nick. <laughs> and we are about to see Red Velvet in person in Miami for their Red Mare tour. So let's talk about some concert expectations before we head off to the Fillmore to see Red Velvet. We've seen the set list, and I guess we don't expect it to change very much, but Dum Dum is not on the set list. And I really, really want them to play Dum Dum, but I do not think they will. Yeah, I I hope they play Dum Dum. Also, even changing up the set list a little bit would be cool. I am very excited for this set list because they're playing almost the entirety of Summer Magic and like half of Russian Roulette, which are my favorite Red Velvet releases. So I'm not too bummed. Uh, but I think that they're going to have like, I think, I think it's going to be in blocks, and I think that one of the blocks is going to be, like, horror-themed for to kind of go with the really bad boy, and then, like, the sleek, black, bad boy aesthetic. I think you mean goth. Goth. Yes, yes goth. One block will be goth. Goth. <laughs> I just think the concert's going to straight slap. I don't know. I don't have any expectations other than that. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be like a two-hour dance show, and they're going to lip-sync for most of it. Well, yeah. I do not expect them to be singing live unless they're... And doing all that choreo. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I mean, they'll probably sing one or two songs that's like a slower, less intense. <laughs> I know Wendy's probably going to be the one talking the most, because she is the best English. Most likely, yes. Most likely. So, uh, we'll see you guys with some editing magic. We're back. We've seen that. We've experienced it. The experience. <sighs> the experience. It is the morning after the concert. Yeah. Because it was <laughs> late when we got back. <laughs> it was late and we were tired. We had also just, uh, might have been in a food coma. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was such an amazing show. And then we were like, oh man, we're so hungry. So then we ate a bunch of food at Sugar Factory, which has donut hamburgers. <laughs> yes, donut hamburgers and milkshakes that are like two feet tall and <laughs> yeah. just craziness. So when we came back to the hotel, we were like, let's go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and sleep time. Yeah, so it's the morning after. I don't even know where to start. I guess, like, they didn't change up the set list. <laughs> they didn't change up the set list at all. It was what we expected. Yeah. But that being said, it was still very entertaining. Yeah, it was broken up into four parts, and Kyle described them as intermissions, but I wouldn't say that they were intermissions. I'd say that they were breaks so they could change their outfits and maybe drink some water. I'd say an intermission is like a 10 to 20 minute break where you can get up and go use the bathroom. Hey, I did get up and go to the bathroom during one of those. It was enough time to get up, go to the bathroom, and come back. It, It was like two minutes. And they would play uh, a video. So there was a whole theme, pretty much, throughout Mm -hmm. the concert. They go to a park. They're magically transported into another world Mm -hmm. that they become animals. And then they're hunted. And then they drink stuff, kind of like Alice in Wonderland. And some of them become little. And some of them become giant. And then they kind of uh, 
go to a haunted house. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, then they just go to a haunted <laughs> it, house. It looked like a Halloween Horror Nights yeah. like, ad. I felt like that was going on way too long. It was really long, but it was good, and I was living for it. Yeah. It's just them, like, walking through, and then boo, and they're like, oh my god! Yeah. I, I want to know if they actually got the shit scared out of them by, like, their production team, just to get, at, like, genuine reactions out of them. Well, Solgi said that she had to pretend because she definitely was not scared. To be okay. fair, the acting in most of those shorts was a little like, oh, I- I'm so surprised. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I'm giant now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> eh, they're not actresses. No, they're, they're not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought there was. I thought it was cute. I liked the little videos in between because if it would have just been like a black stage, I feel like all the teenagers around us would have been losing their goddamn minds figuring out when they were going to come back on stage. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen videos of K-pop concerts and videos of, like, BTS performing at the American Music Awards. You hear screaming. There's light sticks flashing. There is screaming. There is fan chants. I was expecting that. I did not expect the degree of... Of screaming we heard. Like, ear-piercing top of their lungs. They were screaming. And I have no problem with teenagers being excited. Like, that's not the issue. It was, like, the pitch of screaming that parents, like, reprimand their toddlers for doing. Literally, like, almost only dogs can hear it It type of screaming. Like, that... That hurts people's ears, like and like I get I get cheering for the band that you're seeing or the show that you're seeing. Of course, I've gone to tons of shows in my yeah. life and like, but I've never heard screaming of that degree. And then also, any time that they were talking, they would scream over them because like they would scream for when their bias was talking, and like I could not hear a single thing they said, even when they turned their mics up later on, just because. People were screaming so loud. They were screaming so loud that their stage mics were picking up on the screaming. Oh, yeah. And it was hurting their ears. They were like, oh, ow. Yeah, you could see them holding their monitors. Yeah, they were pulling the the earpiece out. And I was like, at that point, don't you think you would get the hint to not scream so freaking loud? You're literally like causing ear pain to your idol. I've never heard screaming like that. And when they did... Bad Boy, that was amazing. Like, everyone was singing, it was awesome. I feel like a lot of the time people were either screaming or singing along. And I'm all for singing along. <laughs> yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed the atmosphere of everybody singing, like, just the English parts. So <laughs> much, yeah. <laughs> and uh, doing, like, the, the specific choreography for each song. At one point, I thought the entire mezzanine was going to collapse because everyone was dancing to Peekaboo. Yeah. So if you see a camera video that is shaking from uh from us, that's probably what's happening. If they played Dum Dum, I think that the mezzanine would have literally collapsed. Collapsed like in that <laughs> meme video. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they played Dum Dum though. They didn't. Dum Dum is such a great song too. And I wish they would have played um Ice Cream Cake all the way through cuz that's one of my favorite Red Velvet songs. So they played, like, the intro for Ice Cream Cake, but they slowed it down when they went into their horror section, which called it. The beginning of Ice Cream Cake slowed down, 
is actually very, very creepy. Yes. And they were doing this, like, creepy slow doll dance. It was great. I loved it. It was awesome. They had four backup dancers. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Who were only there in, like, the first half, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they came in intermittently to provide backup, because... That's what they're for. What? Yeah. No, what I seem to notice was they were coming in every other song almost. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. They were there for a lot of like the big single like hit songs, too. I feel like it was a pretty big stage, and they kind of needed more people to fill it out, because they didn't for have sure. any set dressing. It yeah. was all one giant screen, and I thought the screen was good. It would do close-ups of the girls, it would do faraway shots. Sometimes it would have, like, the dancing robot. Yeah. It would show you kind of what the the block theme was. There was, like, a jungle theme, a horror theme, a carnival theme, Mm -hmm. and, like, a park Mm -hmm. theme. And then, like, a goth carnival. Yeah, like a goth carnival. It was the horror one. So let's actually talk about the robot a little bit. A few times during the concert, they spent some time talking to the audience. And at one point, from what I could pick up, the robot itself was conceptualized by Silgi, I think. And Yuri named it Reeve, which yeah. stands, which is French for dreaming. For dreaming. Yeah. And the robot was really cute. It's obviously they plugged it into like an MMD type software and had it do some of the dances that they were doing with them in the background on the screen, which I thought was super adorable. You could tell that they put some time and effort into the video that played behind them, but it was definitely like modeling software <laughs> oh there was set dressing that we forgot they had the like grass oh right the jungle yeah. where they were hiding behind it it was not that big it wasn't that much set dressing that was, but it still was. Dressing that was the, the only show. thing it wasn't like lady gaga set dressing okay but it's also like their first time in the u.s and they're just getting their feet mm-hmm. wet they're only performing in the Fillmore, which isn't a huge auditorium a you know tour. yeah, yeah. They need the room to dance. <laughs> For sure. No, I, I definitely forgive the set dressing just because of the amount of effort that was put into the video. The costuming, the backup dancers, when they did have some stuff on stage, it was thoughtful. I thought it was a really well-designed concert, even though they didn't have, like, you know, different levels of stages and stuff that you would see in a normal pop concert. To be fair, what is any K-pop video but a bunch of the groups standing on a flat surface in a giant room where the decorations are either put in in post or are in the background far away from them. I mean, true. Yeah. They love a box set. I appreciate the camera work in the back for the close-up. Yes, We we had a pretty good seat, though we were in the mezzanine. We were pretty high up, but we were right in the center. And we weren't truly that far away. So I could make out, like, the features of their faces. Yeah. But the close-ups, you can actually see their expressions. Uh And, like, their cute little hairpins. And I was pretty thankful for that because when the solos come on, you kind of want to see the soloist. Right, for sure. And they did a really good job of that. Whoever was the camera person yeah. was mm-hmm. on. They were on it. On it. They were on it. Spe- yeah. Speaking of the solo work, they did a, the, at the beginning, they played My Second Date and they just did like solo dances. Mm-hmm. And that was. That was awesome. Fantastic. The audience popped off to that. Oh my God. Yeah. They were losing their minds. <laughs> One thing, though, that I do not think that the camera person anticipated, there was, I swear to God, in every shot, you just see the top of, like, light sticks or, like, some blinky thing cutting off, and I'm like... So they needed to be higher up. (laughs) They need, like, a little platform, basically. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. I'm like, oh, look, it's so geek. Uh, 
where is she? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got like a balloon in front of the camera. Yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, also during some parts they um, like exploded confetti and streamers out oh of the God. ceiling and the sides of the auditorium, as well as lots of fog too. So that's just more <laughs> more effects added to yeah. the concert. There's a, a lot go- of fog. That's a ghost concert right there. Yeah, pretty much. The only thing they needed was fire blasting out of the ceiling. That's a Metallica <laughs> it concert. It was pretty cool. <laughs> They yeah. Did not have fire. <laughs> at one point, they had a bunch of jets of fog come out at once. It was during Hit That Drum. Yeah. That was my favorite part of the whole concert, actually. Like, we were dancing in our seats. Uh-huh. Uh, like, everyone was basically Zumbaing. Yep. <laughs> and they were like, boom, 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 hit that drum. And then, just like all across the stage, a ton of fog just shoots up. It was when um the girl did her solo. Yeah. When she hits that really high note, when she's like, And then all the all the fog came up. It was awesome. It was it was pretty cool. Like we were having a really good time. So let's talk about something that's a little less fun for the concert. At the end of the concert, they the girls were all talking to the audience and some of them said that they were sick and that they felt like they couldn't even do the concert before the concert began, but our cheers like enlivened them or whatever. I mean, it's stage health. It, it, it's, it's like adrenaline rush, you know? Right. And I'm not saying that that's not true. However, Irene looked like she was going to pass out the whole concert. Yeah. She looked very tired. She was doing her moves. Like during the choruses, she would like be energetic, but like. During the verses and stuff, she would be heavily modifying her moves so she wouldn't have to, like, expend as much energy. And at the end when she was talking, she was literally doing this thing where she would, like, close her eyes and open them like you're trying not to fall asleep on stage. And that was scary to me. I was like, please let this girl sit down, drink water, like, sleep it was shocking to see that, honestly, because you see videos of it, but it was shocking to see it firsthand, that they're exhausted and sick and they still had to go on stage and perform. And I mean, I know performers like in America do that too, but it just feels like they're being run ragged. And Solgi also said that she was sick. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that like one of them got the other sick. And, and, oh, for sure. I yeah. mean, they all, like, they travel together. Like, they do everything together. Of course they would get each other sick. Everyone was like, oh, and I don't know. Like, I feel like if the two that were sick didn't go out and perform, people would be mad. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's like... <laughs> it, is a, it is a lose-lose situation. Yeah. Yeah. Really, the, it is not the fault of the fans or the fault of the girls. No. It's the management company that puts their performances so close together. Yeah. And doesn't let them have time to rest. Like, I don't know exactly what was happening backstage, but like, they said they were taking medicine, but like, maybe if there was dress rehearsal, don't do it. Because I don't know, they've done it like 30 times before now. So why would they need to do that? They're already sick. Don't make them expend themselves even more doing that. You know? And it was raining in Miami. Like, don't let them go outside. It's rainy and cold. Like, I don't know. What do you think, Nick? I mean, there may not have been a dress rehearsal, considering they have done it so many times. Usually there's just a sound check. And to be fair, in American concert tours, they don't really have much time between the dates anyway, either, except for when they're changing, like, like, continents. Usually, but who knows how much time they were given between having to work over in South Korea versus having to come do this tour in America. Well, they they actually they had some shows about two weeks ago in Japan. 
they did like five or six shows in Japan. They're and probably then they immediately came here. Well, like... they had like they had like two or three weeks off. How soon before they started this tour did they fly <clears> to the, um, the United <throat> States for them to adjust? Being to United States. Well, that's a good question. I don't know. I yeah. mean, maybe they're jet lag. True. The jet lag, at least for me, coming back from Asia was worse than going to Asia. Although I know it was different for Emily, for Japan and South Korea. It was worse for me going. <laughs> it, it's always worse for me coming home. Like, even if, even when I just, like, go to Seattle and stuff, it's always worse when I come back. When they said that they were sick, I was, I felt really, really bad. I wish that they could have spaced these concert dates out maybe a little bit more because they kept saying that this was their first time in Miami. Yeah. I wish they could, you know, actually enjoy Miami. Yeah, enjoy Miami. It was raining yesterday. It's nice out today. Like, I hope that their managers let them actually go to the beach or something, you know? Yeah. It's cold in South Korea right now. Yeah. That was the only bummer to the show. It's difficult to know what to do in that situation. I just hope Irene got a really, really good night of sleep. Yeah. Oh, I'm too. sure they did. Besides that, some of the not-so-fun parts was all the time that we spent getting to the Fillmore and then getting into the Fillmore and then getting to our seats. Just that completely sucked ass. <laughs> like, it was raining. We were close enough from our hotel to walk, but because it was raining, we basically had to get a lift there. And then we got dropped off, and we noticed two lines. One seems shorter and going a lot faster than the other one. We assumed that the one going faster was probably the one with assigned seats, because people can just go to their seats. So we go, we get in. And then about 10 minutes, someone's like, okay, this is for, like, general admission. And we were like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, th this seems to be a recurring problem with, like, many concerts that I go to. There's never any freaking signage on the outside of the building. <clears throat> you know the line is going to extend outside of the building. Put signs out, for I, the love of God. <laughs> I was at a show in Tallahassee three days before this Red Velvet show, and there were four lines when I got there. And nobody knew what any of the fucking lines were. And there was one for Will Call, one for General Mission normal tickets, and then two separate lines for the VIP tickets. I mean, even Nick and I were confused during the Lady Gaga concert. And I mean, the Amelie Arena is freaking gigantic, which is in and of itself crazy. But we saw like this long ass line when we were driving up to, to park somewhere. And we were like, God, I hope we don't have to wait in that. But we ended up having to like go around and like go on a weird entrance and then walk around the arena again Listen, to get to our going seats. going in that real entrance meant we didn't have to wait in the line. I mean, true facts. <laughs> yeah, so we had to wait in line in the rain. Yeah. Yeah, I did not appreciate that. And like, we had dressed up. Yeah. And I'm like, I really hope my makeup doesn't run down my face. Even though I put on setting spray, you never fucking know. Yeah. So, and then the security, okay, they did not even check inside my bag. So what was the point of having security? And a bag check. Yeah, they didn't even do that. So once we get in, we see the merch stand immediately to our left. We walk over. They have already sold out of merchandise. More than half the amount of people who bought tickets had not even gotten inside of the venue yet. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? They're coming to America. They see what their ticket sales are, or their management does, but their management may not have made enough merch 
and they have to space that out for other people in other cities to be able to buy it. So they have, they at that point have to limit it. That is probably the fault of management and marketing for not making enough stuff. I've gone to shows where they've run out by the end of tour and it sucks, but I don't think that was the case. I think they literally just had to ration, they had to start rationing stuff, which yeah. is, which is bullshit. I'm not blaming the fans. I know. No, I'm saying it's bullshit. It, it, it sucked that they didn't have anything to buy when we got through. Like, we kind of wanted to get a few things. Yeah. So, sad face. I mean, there was knockoff merch in the parking lot. There was knockoff merch in the parking lot. <laughs> like a like a bunch of American concerts. Yeah. yeah. Someone was selling posters out of the trunk of their van. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. There was this production company, Subculture. I'm pretty sure they were the ones that booked this tour in conjunction with SM Entertainment. Yeah. They definitely did not have enough merch for the venue. They should have had, like, quadruple the merch, honestly. It sold out in, like, literally the first 45 minutes of the venue being open. Of the venue being open, people were waiting in gigantic lines. Less than half of the people got to the venue inside, and it's already sold out. Yeah. They did not bring enough, and, like, that is completely on the fault of subculture. What the fuck? (laughs) You know that K-pop fans are ravenous? And will buy anything with their idols' faces on them. Yeah. What were you thinking? Like, not only did they waste an opportunity to make four times the amount of money, mm-hmm. they also let a bunch of people down. I would have loved a tour shirt, but I guess I won't get one. Or try to find one on eBay. Or there was actually a bunch of knockoff ones on Redbubble, so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Love Redbubble. Uh-huh. Also, the um, drink situation was a little weird and disorganized downstairs, too. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, the drink prices were obnoxious, but you would expect that where in that venue in Miami. I mean, $9 PBRs. Well, <laughs> I mean, in that, okay, in that kind of a venue, I was disappointed with the prices because they were much higher than they should have been. But for the location, not sure. It's yeah. Fucking, I mean. It's fucking Miami. Not only Miami, we were in South Beach. We yeah. were we yeah. were literally in Sobe. So yeah. I feel like we could throw a rock and hit a place where they're charging like thirty dollars for a drink. That being said, I feel like the the venue was nice. Like the inside is nice. Oh, um, I love that venue. The only thing that was a little bit uncomfortable is anything that is an older style theater does not have seats that are very big. So we were crammed in there in the mezzanine, especially poor Nick. Nick, who is wide and tall, had a lot of trouble um, staying in that seat for a long time. And we were, I mean, we were on top of each other. I had to put one hip in and then slide the other hip in. (laughs) Yeah, so that's an unfortunate side effect of having, you know, seats in the mezzanine in an old theater. You know, you're going to have to cram your butt into the seat. We were pretty uncomfortable and we're pretty broad as well as being just big bitches. And so Rachel and I were literally like... We stacked each other. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll go under with my arm and you go above. And then I was, like, leaning on Kyle, and it was a situation. Because you don't really want to lean on some teenage girl sitting next to you, you know? For sure. 
that was my situation. I was having to kind of lean into you, but also like cross my arms because I'm like, I don't want to be anywhere near this teenage girl to the right of me. Yeah. There was times where it got a little farther into the concert where I was almost like, can the people in front of us just stand up so we can start the trend so I don't have to be like leaning away from this girl next to me and I can just stand? I don't know. I appreciated that we were in the mezzanine and people in front of us did not stand because I don't think I could have stood for the whole two hours. I have issues with my knees. So. I mean, that's true too. Yeah. And honestly, like when Nick and I went to the Lady Gaga concert, we were, we had seats also, but we stood for basically the entire concert. But I also felt like there was more room in front of us because we were actually in like a sports arena um, and there's just more space in front of the seats. Whereas in this theater, like it's not meant to have people standing in front of the seats. Like you're supposed to sit your ass down in the seat. I don't think we would have been standing very comfortably. Our The front of our knees would have been hitting the chairs in front of us. Yeah. My knees were already hitting the chair in front of me. <laughs> okay, Nick, point proven. Yeah. I mean, I had to ask a girl to, like, stop holding her phone above her head because I couldn't see through her phone. She basically recorded the entire concert. She might have been on YouTube Live or something. I don't know. Maybe. She, she was recording the entire concert on her phone, her dad sitting next to her. And she was literally holding it both hands above her head. I could not see through her phone. So I had to lean over and be like, uh, could you please not do that? Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Just lower your phone just a little. Just, just a little. And she ended up like kind of hunching over and recording that way. I'm like, you do use this. But yeah. overall, we had pretty, pretty damn good seats. I don't even For think sure. there was like bad, a bad seat in the house, to be honest. It's no. a theater. Yeah, it's a theater. Red Velvet snatched me bald. Yeah, I had a pretty good time. It was a really good time. If you have the chance to see Red Velvet in concert, please do so. Support the girls. I've seen a lot of shows and that was definitely in, you know, probably top five for me because it was really just the atmosphere was great. You could just feel the energy in the room. K-pop fans are really, really dedicated. You could just tell what everybody was like screaming along to every single song that they played. Like it was, it was awesome. I also think Kyle was the only straight man that was into the concert that was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yep. So for our weekly music recommendations, we are going to give you all Red Velvet songs that you should be listening to. Mine is going to be Hit That Drum, Zumba Classic. I love it. I'm going to go with All Right. It is like, an 80s style bop and it was on their re-release of the perfect red velvet i'm gonna go with time slip because it is a funky groove song and it is different from their normal upbeat pop and i really like it and i'm gonna go with a b-side and say blue lemonade from summer magic because it's good (laughs) it is good Okay, guys, thank you so much. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Tumblr, soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. You can send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube under Soulmates Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Soulmates Podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, pretty much wherever podcasts are found. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Goodbye.